Ah, uh, hello. Welcome to another episode of What the Chat. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back to, yes, it's episode five of What's the Chat with me, Adam Scott Pringle. Yes, we're still going, we're still here, and we're not going anywhere. I'm not losing the plot, don't worry. I'm just just here to entertain us all. Here to entertain myself more than anything else. I mean, at this moment in time, I'm literally talking to myself, and you're listening to it. But that's why, that's why you're here. Last week, we had our great guest, Sam... Sheldon, a nice bit of banter was flung around there, a good laugh, a good titter, as some might say, talking about, well, farting fines in Terminator 2 the musical. Definitely um, definitely one for the ages, I would say, that episode. This week is no different. This week we have Abigail Carter Simpson. She is a stand-up comedian who plays with, her, plays with herself in a little ukulele. Her words, not mine. And that's what the world needs more of. Ukulele-based banterful comedy. I'm now chatting rubbish. As always, if you want to be a guest, you want to send in a question for Chat in the Hat, please do. You can find me on the, all the old social media platforms, but please don't try and sell me anything. As always, we're here for some fun, for some laughter, for some banter, and always some chat. Hope you're looking after yourselves out there, eating your five a day, getting your 10,000 steps. And here's my next episode of What's the Chat? Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, look. Hello and welcome. Before I allow you to come in, we need to get to know you first. So let's have some small chat on the doormat. It's time for small chat on the doormat. Hello, lady. What is your name? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. <laughs> Hi, mate. How are you? I'm good, you? Good, I'm good. My name is Abigail Carter Simpson. Oh. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, where are you at the moment, Abigail? I am, as usual, in my flat <laughs> in Maida Vale, which is actually very nice. Yeah. Maida Vale, that's quite, that's quite nice, actually. It's quite posh, yeah. I absolutely shouldn't be able to live here. I shouldn't be allowed to live here, um, but... Our inside of our flat is not great, and the outside oh. of our flat is really nice. So I think that's why the rent is kind of doable. The way it is. I mean? well, that, that's yeah. just London summed up, really. It's it is. Unless it's like a new build. Unless new it's one build, of those lovely... Also, new builds are a little bit... Um, I feel like they're like toy houses, do you not think? Or yeah, do you like a look... new build? No, no, not, not at all. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, But, you know, when you look at these flats that, like a long, like the Thames, like, and you're like, I wonder what that person does that, that's able to either buy or rent that. Well, loads of the flats on the Thames are actually um, social housing. Did you know that? I did not know that. There you right, go, fun so fact. It's fun fact. One. There you go, guys. <laughs> I did not Can't know get that. a job. You can live on the Thames. <laughs> um, I, we used to go, because I, I bike ride now on a Boris bike, because obviously there's nothing else to do. Um, so we used to go and cycle up to South Bank, and then by South Bank Station, um, there was like a, no, uh, yeah, South Bank Station, there's a little um, a little coffee shop, and um, we were out there at like eight o'clock in the morning having a coffee um, and chatting, and this absolutely drunk man came out of this social housing block, and he was like, my wife's trying to sleep. We were like, okay, great. How'd you get that house? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, little fun fact for you, though. And what do you do for a living? Well, currently, I am unemployed. Ew. Yay. Um, but I am I'm a comedian, an actress, a radio presenter, jack of all trades, master of absolute none, really. Um, but I do have a gig tonight. Have you? First gig back, yeah, I am. I'm doing um, South Kensington Comedy Club. I'm putting one on uh, in Fulham Broadway. So, nice. little five minute spot there. We'll see if I can remember how to perform with the ukulele. That is with, with the ukulele. That is what, yeah, that's what that's what everyone's <laughs> missed. I think after lockdown, all they want to see is like 
a white girl with a ukulele singing about her feelings. Do you know what I mean? There's not enough of that in the world. There, there's not. There's, there's not. not it's all. very niche. There's not many people do it. So. <laughs> Great. Okay, moving swiftly on from swiftly that. Swiftly on. Yeah. If you had to change your name, what would your new name be? Barry. 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 With a Y at the end. Barry with an I-E. I-E. Yeah. Hey, welcome Barry! For any reason? Because they probably expect, like, it'd be quite, like, an excitement, wouldn't it, when you came on stage, if you're doing some performing or something. Next up, Barry, they kind of expect, like, an old ball bloke. And, and you come, come on with your ukulele. With my ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Singing about yeah. how I changed my name to Barry. Barry with That's... an I-E. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. thank you. Great. Smashing these. <laughs> You're smashing these. Um, you say a comedian, right? Yeah, you're going to make me tell a joke. Yeah, what's the funniest joke you know by heart? I know of by heart. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I Sorry. mean, I know you've got lots of material. I do have lots of material, but got an like actual... A, yeah, an actual joke. An not actual joke. <laughs> not you just, just not you're me chatting or singing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, do you want me to see one of mine? You don't have to, it's up to yourself. If you want to give away your material... I mean, I'll, I'll do, I'll do, try to do my opening line and then I'll right. see if it works on you. Go for this it. Is, this has been going since I started. Yeah. I haven't changed it because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why not? Um, exactly. So my opening joke is, uh, my name's Abigail Carter-Simpson. Um, I'm from Essex. I think a lot of people always assume that Essex girls are the same. Common, big tits, loose morals. You're not wrong. <laughs> didn't, didn't, get, didn't get that. Kind of, that was a slow burn of that I one. Did, I, um, I did. I did. I was like, I'm, I'm making, I'm waiting for the, the, the little yeah. bit that I want, I sh- the way I should laugh. So that was like the first bit, and then the second bit is, um, I'm actually well known in Essex. Um, I'm actually the only last of Essex with a double-barreled surname and a flat chest. <laughs> but it's See? not all bad because I can sleep on my front. See, I, I there you go. You actually t- chuckled there. I, I did chuckle. Saying that when, when the last, like, uh, when I um. I dabbled it a bit of stand up, and I kept the you same. You did, op- mate. I did. I did. I kept the same opening line every time. When I hear it, yeah. So you absolutely. come out. You do your own little hello. How's it going? Yeah. Everyone have a good Christmas. And yeah. no matter what time of the year it is, like, I, well, saying that the only time I did it was between last year, between the the time of June and like October, so that that was that people laughed. Are you gonna do it again? Yeah, at some at some point. Well, um, we'll see when things turn. Like, yeah, fair. We'll see. We'll see when things turn around. I know it's all a bit bleak, isn't it? Um, but yeah, no, I I've kind of it's taken me a while to actually be able to open uh, a comedy set, like actually feeling like myself. I used to speak really high pitched when I started. <laughs> I've got loads of like videos of me being like, "Hello, everybody!" It's like I don't speak like that. I've got more of a blokey voice than most. Well, um, I. I I recorded like a ha- a handful of mine just to see where you go wrong and, and it's interesting like the first one I ever did I filmed, man, I mean it it wasn't it to be fair it wasn't the worst gig I ever had, but it was just interesting like what you think you're about to do doesn't happen. Yeah, one hundred percent. Even though you think you know what you're about to do, you've got all your material in your head, and then you go out and then yeah, it's like your inflections and your and your pauses are all changed because there's acts of people there. Yeah, no. There's, there's a, sometimes if you've if you've done a set for ages and you know exactly like where the jokes land. Yeah. Sometimes when the audience like if something happens at the beginning, sometimes you can just tell, can't you, right away? Mm-hmm. Like if they're not on board, and you're like, okay, well we'll just we'll just try and get through this together. Yeah. And that's the worst for me is when I think there's going to be a laugh, and then I wait for a laugh, which you shouldn't do, <laughs> no. and then it's like. Next. Also, there was also there was like a handful of uh, a, a bits in my in my set where I would interact and ask people questions. Yeah. And see if you got someone shit. That's like it's game over. One hundred percent. I don't really do that. To be fair. I know. I've I thought done it I'd, a few times. Yeah, I thought I'd like try it, and I tried it a good few times as well. And there was just there was one time it just this person was not for it. Yeah. And I was like, come on, just play the game here. You've came Please, please. <laughs> you've, you've, you've paid nothing to come into this. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. free, please. Just play along. Just play along with the game that we're all trying to play. What's your worst gig? What's your been your worst gig? You obviously oh. remember it. We all remember our worst gigs. 
Yeah, it was the first time that I thought I'm going to try one of these competitions. <laughs> I'm going to try. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try one of these competitions where at the end of the night. Um, what? Which know. one was it? Let's, oh, should we not say? No, we should say. Um, that's it. Yeah, you can do it. It was the one that's. Um, what I say is the one that's downstairs. The one that's um, along. Would you call it road next to next next to the bagels? Um, oh my god! One of my worst gigs was that as well. That exact competition last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was 100%. like do like and there were some really good people there and there were some really okay people there and then I kind of went up and the gig before that was probably my best gig and I yeah. thought I'm going to nail this <laughs> 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 but then I think these are, I don't know what your opinion is but these they're so difficult like these competitions like and everyone laughs like oh you're one of these people that says oh you shouldn't do competitions with comedy but yeah. it's difficult though because everyone there most of them are comedians who are there to try and compete and then the rest of them are their mates that have they've brought along to yeah. then clap them at the end or whatever absolutely terrifying so when i started comedy i had i started by writing songs on the old duke but i did, never did stand up or anything and i um somebody asked me to do like this funny women show above the arts. So I'd never done it before. And I just thought it was just me singing a few songs. I was like, yeah, cool. So then I had a five minute video. So I was like, great to have. And then the amused moose competition came up. I was on their like mailing list. Um, and I had no idea what this competition was, anything about it whatsoever. So I just applied and then it was like, congratulations, you're through to the heats. I had not done a, a comedy gig like a stand-up gig at all. I'd just done that one. So I was like, oh my God, no idea. Did one kind of gig before it, but I just wrote this set, <laughs> having not tried it out. <laughs> Brought all of my friends and family along. <laughs> and I got outside and there were all these like amazing kind of like semi-pro comedians who'd been doing it for so long. And I remember they were yeah. asking me, they were like, oh, I've been doing it for like three years. Well, what about you? And I was like, oh, is that my second gig? And I, there absolute fear of god i mean i got through to the semi-finals but only because pretty much three quarters of the audience were my friends and family yeah um and that slides down the more you do it the more it's like okay i'm just gonna have to go on my own now because nobody yeah. wants to see the same thing over and over again but yeah i i just look at myself at how naive i was about the whole thing i was like oh, i'm just gonna do five yeah. minutes and somebody asked me that that first and said oh how many gigs have you done and i, I completely lied and like tripled it and just went <laughs> Just, just went like I mean, it 25. doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't matter, does it? Like, I I don't keep count. I mean, I couldn't keep count on how many I've done. Um, I mean, I, I went through a stage of recording it, and then yeah. I actually prefer not recording it because my best ones have been, well, I've just been, like, going off the cuff. Yeah. And that's actually it. The ones I don't care about, well, mm. I care about every gig, obviously. Um, obviously. But the ones I'm not really too bothered about, I'm actually better. Because yeah. the ones I'm stressing about, I'm nervous, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know is anyone going to laugh? And then when I'm not really bothered, you just kind of come off stage and go, I have no idea what I just said. But it's the buzz though. I think I'm, I'm saying that I do want to go back and give it a go again. You should. Like, it was just, it's, it's it's such a buzz. Like, as I've said to people, there's nothing else I've ever done performing wise or anything yeah. really that feels like doing just to, like, even just like five minutes, like the, the feeling before it, during it and after it. Because I agree. Well, yeah, you've you written can... your own stuff, haven't you? So you're like, yeah. so it's, it's all so rest... personal. Yeah, it's really personal, and it's all—it's just you. And like, yeah, you get some comedians that go up and do like characters or like variations yeah. of themselves, I suppose, which may or may not help. I don't know, but if you're just going up as you and your material, it's just you. Never mind yeah. going up to sing a song as you, which is you singing somebody's material and you're singing. And it's a little bit different with back and track or whatever. Yeah. But you getting up there just speaking into a microphone and that's it trying to make see weirdly laugh. weirdly because of that i because obviously i tried to do musical theater yeah really. very well um <laughs> god <laughs> what was i thinking you know what all of us i'm always like i'm always like one day you know one day i'm gonna prove everyone wrong i'll become a really successful comedian and they're gonna be like we're looking for a name to be nancy and i'll just appear with my two fingers up to all of the cast and directors who call me too fat to everything and i'll be like here i am <laughs> <laughs> bitches but that's just a dream um, but yeah obviously we tried to do that but actually getting up on stage in front of people I don't know is is scary but I love that compared to standing outside a dance audition or an audition 100% having to sing 16 bars of a song that I have just learnt that morning yeah. do you know what I mean and I don't know whether that's because 100%. maybe I wasn't as passionate about it as I thought I was but 
I like I just was in such a bad way after trying to musical theatre, which is ironic because it's all happy. And no, I but was. I completely agree. Standing standing outside, yeah. <laughs> if you're standing in pineapple or dance attic, and you're standing it there. And you put on the clothes that you think you should wear for a dance call where everyone else is wearing something completely different. Like, I always used to rock up looking like I was about to work out at the gym. And, and yeah. Especially with the girls. They'd be wearing like two pieces, their bellies out, fake eyelashes. And um, I'd be like, why am I here? Why am I here? And I'd always be terrible. Like, just quickly, I remember before, I, like when I was younger, my first ever, if you want to call it dance call, I was 18 when I was like trying to get into musical theatre. Um, and I went to, I won't say where it was, but I'd had, there was a dance call, which I kind of, I'd never done a dance class in my life. Not once. And I was like 18, 17 and a half stone, like in the wrong place. And I came in with three quarter length shorts, a t-shirt and a shirt hanging over. And like I walked in and there was like, like people in leotards and ballet shoes. I just had a pair of like trainers, <laughs> trainers. trainers on, like never seen a jazz shoe in my life. Absolutely. Corner work. I, she started doing corner work and I was like, I feel like I've seen this on TV. <laughs> and the woman, and I started laughing as well and she started laughing and then I went outside. She went, are you okay? I went, yeah, thanks. She went, like, you, you, you tried your best but you're, I'm not going to lie to you, you're just too big for, for your age. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Oh, and terrible, I was like, no? And then that that was it. Like for three, well, I went and did classical music for three years instead because I was like, nah, give up that dream. I'll just do be a music teacher. Yeah, that doesn't end wrong with being a music teacher. No. But um, I have literally a similar story, but later on in my life, right? Yeah. So you know when you leave drama school and you do these dance auditions, like I, I was all right to be fair. Like I was, I was an all right dancer when I left. Just didn't yeah. really keep it up because I, I knew I was never gonna be the best do you know what I mean yeah so then I go to a few dance auditions like I one of the things about drum uh, musical theatre for me is I've been up um uh, three or four times for Mabel in fame now there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but it's the let's do it in bracket uh, commas the fat parts right so I read the script she's 11 stone which is me right I'm 11 right. stone but I wouldn't class that as fat right no, so I get called into these hauled into these dance calls and there's tiny tiny minis with six packs and then there's about a handful of us kind of slightly taller slightly dumpier girls um stood at the back and it's like i wonder who we're all up for you know (laughs) so at the beginning of trying to pursue musical theater i was doing that thing where i was like you know what i'm just gonna try i don't care if i get it wrong i've been taught just to try my hardest and that should get me a job and then my last ever musical theatre audition, I was up for fame again. I was up for Mabel again. And this was probably about three years ago. And I said to my agents, at the, who my agents at the time, I said, if the, if this dance school is a proper dance school, I don't want to go. I said, it's not me. I don't want to do it. I'm like, no, okay, we'll just ask. So they asked and they said, oh, we just want to see what she can do. And I was like, okay. So I had a gig in the evening. So I rocked up um, to the dance audition looking like Fräulein Maria with my freaking ukulele in my hand put it down, everyone's there again in all of their get up. And then the first thing the choreographer says is that, can you all put your knee pads on? I was like, knee pads? I A, don't have them and B, that means there's going to be some sliding and all this kind of stuff. So I was still at the back and they started doing this routine and I got, it just looked like something out of the Royal Ballet. I can't even explain to you. There was leaps, there was kicks to your head, there was splits on the floor. They were all on move 75. I was still on move one. Yeah. And they said, right, we'll go into smaller groups. And I just went, you know what? I don't need this. So I walked up to the <laughs> casting director and I said, I'm really sorry, it's been a terrible mistake. I shouldn't be here. That's a, that's a, that's a classic lane. <laughs> I really shouldn't be here. And she went, yeah, I can see that. And I was like, I think I'm just going to leave. And she was like, yeah, no worries. And then she went to me, do you want to leave out the back door so nobody sees you? And I was like, I've got to walk all the way back to pick up my freaking stuff. And I walked out there. I burst into tears. I rang up my agent and I said, never, ever put me in that position again where I cannot do something. Do you know what I mean? Because you get to a point and you're like, I know what I can do. I know what I can do well, but splits ain't one of them. Oh man, that's a that's a that's a great story. 
Thank you. That's the, I mean, that's that's the end of my musical theatre. I know it's like a trauma story, but these are the ones that, that make us who we are. They are, yeah. I know. One day. One, one day. day. Adam, we'll both be, we'll both be, you know, what, what successful. Would be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> name and lights. Name and lights, darling. Name and lights. Absolutely. Great. Well, it's a random next question then. <laughs> What is the best and worst purchases you've ever made? Okay, so worst purchase is probably anything that I bought from Amazon since the 17th of March when lockdown began. Agreed. Because I I've needed anything. <laughs> Absolutely anything. And I bought a pair of I bought a pair of Adidas high tops nice. on one of the first weeks of lockdown. And they're too small. I couldn't oh. to send them back. So I'm just squeezing my feet into them. You can see all my feet poking out. So that's probably a bad purchase. Um, and the best purchase I've ever made is um, probably my uke. Yeah. Lely. Good show. Even though I didn't buy that, mum bought it for me, but it's still a purchase, right? Still it's a great purchase. For the old and look, and, and look where it's got you. <laughs> look where it's got me. <laughs> so the bright lights of pubs. No. Yeah, there's worse but here at least they're open true very true and very you don't true. have to wear a mask inside do you so because you can't get catch covid when you're drinking beer no that's that's a that's a that's like um science isn't it yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah i heard, you can look that I heard up. dr fauci in america i heard him say yeah anything anything from a pint above just mostly like five percent and above alcohol mm-hmm. just kills it abv isn't that yeah. it abv abv five percent abv you're fine. Great. None also, rich people don't get COVID either. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw that yeah. in Sainsbury's the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I had a trial shift at um, this really posh... I didn't get the job, really upsetting. Oh. I was stacking shelves, see? That's oh. what a musical theatre degree gets you. You can't even get a job in a supermarket. But I was doing a, uh, I was doing a trial shift at this really posh, um, you know, that kind of loving supermarket in Chelsea. Yeah. No one wore a mask. Not one person. And that's when I came to the conclusion that I forgot rich people just don't get COVID. What is the most ridiculous fact you know? The most ridiculous fact I know. Oh, okay. So there's a type of um, there's a type of species that lives at the bottom of the ocean, and it's the saddest species I've ever heard about, right? Because they look like um, rocks, mm-hmm. and they are just a rock, so they can't move. And that's their existence. That's oh. the that's they literally just live like a rock. That's quite sad. So like, do, do, do they, do they can barely move. Oh, they don't. They can't move. move. They don't they move. move. They're just stuck there. Oh, that's and really I sad. think I can't remember how they they um, procreate. But I think it's something about like just being hit off something else. That's I don't know. That that's not a fact. I think I just kind of made that bit up. <laughs> but that is true about the rock kind of species wow. that lives on the bottom of the ocean. They just sit there all day. I don't even know if they have a brain. So maybe they don't know where they are. But they still are a living thing. They're still a living thing. Yeah. Like oysters. I feel bad for oysters as well. Like they just sit there. They sit there until they're caught and... They are tasty, though. They are tasty. I'll give you that. Mm. Especially in like a... Oh, like a sauce of some sort. I don't know. Any sauce, to be fair. Tabasco's good. I used to work in an oyster bar. Before COVID. Um, Yeah, so... I used to... Have a cheeky oyster for breakfast. Look oh. at me go. Look at you for breakfast. <laughs> wow. Quite nice actually, to be fair. But you know they're still alive until you eat them, yeah. Even when they're are they? Yeah. See that's something. So they they have to be kept at a certain temperature to keep them alive. Because if they die, you they'll they'll make you sick. Ah. Uh. So they're alive up until you eat them, yeah. And Great. if they're if they're cut then they obviously die, but if they're still stuck to their little sucker thing, they're normally alive. Oh, well, there you go. There you go, everybody. Next time you go in. Some, some fishy facts there for you guys. Fishy <laughs> facts, great. Next, next question. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? That Prince Philip is actually a zombie. Or he's well, a robot. Yeah, that's a good one. Prince Philip is a robot. I think of, of all the people in the world, like the royals have the most conspiracies about them. The amount of things I've heard about the Queen, Princess Diana, like oh, yeah, I mean. Prince Philip, like the whole like Andrew, what Prince conspiracy <laughs> that is? Am I right? Conspiracy. I know. I know that's a conspiracy. They can't sweat. 
Like, I googled it, and it is a thing, but I don't believe him whatsoever. Who, Andrew? Yeah. That he, he can didn't does, do he, it? No, that he can't sweat. Oh, that he can't sweat. Oh, right, I see. I didn't hear you say that. Not that oh, I'm... Yeah. No, he. Di- I'm, st- I'm standing... I'm standing <laughs> next to the royals. Prince Andrew did not do anything wrong. Huh? He's just an innocent man. <laughs> Great. Last two questions of this section. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Shutter Island. <laughs> you what? <laughs> oh, do you want me to be serious? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Just thinking Shutter Island would be quite... Shutter Island's a good Or Inception. And who would do the... really... Yeah, and who would do the music? Who would do the music? Um... I can't think of any composers. Would it just be like a new musical? Like somebody's come up with Stephen it? Stephen Sondheim. Da-da-da! Do you think Sondheim? Sondheim? I think there's more of a chance of it being a fringe musical that somebody's oh, made up. In Edinburgh. Honest. Do you think? <laughs> I think so. That's in like the in the caves at eleven thirty at night. For that an nobody hour and, comes to. Yeah, for an hour and thirty with no interval, and it's just like straight <laughs> through Inception, that. and they they probably repeat like the same song <laughs> throughout <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> It's probably more like a soundscape than it is a musical. I love this, yeah. Should we do this? Yeah. I think that would sell, to be fair. Me too. Me too. Especially with no interval. That always brings in the punters. Yeah, 11.30 at night. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would <laughs> no be interval. a sellout, I think. I think so. 25 quid a ticket. What's the... When you've done, like... If you've done fringe shows, yeah? Yeah. What's the least amount of people that you've performed to? Oh, like... Five or six, like five or six, and it was one of the larger theatres. Like I, when I did Edinburgh, I did two shows. Yeah. And the one of them was in a larger theatre, another, and it it didn't do as well as the one that was. Well, obviously, if you get less seats, it's easier to fill. But the other one was like, the other one was like sold out nearly every night, where the other one really struggled and it was like five or six people like and that was more than once probably as well like it was roughly between five and 15 like and it had when you're at the fringe i think it's it's kind of acceptable to have and it had over a hundred (laughs) seats last question what is something that is really popular now but in five years everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by promoting exercise on social media (laughs) promoting it Promoting it. In terms of like people just saying, Oh guys, just No just In terms of in terms of people trying to sell products and like pictures oh, of I... their abs and all that kind of stuff. Oh I see what you mean. I hope people find it embarrassing in a few years' time because it's doing my head in. Oh see I, I, I fell in that trap a bit too much. Are you part ago. of a pyramid scheme? No, no, I'm not part of a pyramid scheme. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not part of a pyramid scheme. You're gonna but... try and sell me something. No, but there there was a... Um, the guy that I'm with uh, doing uh, some workouts <laughs> with at the moment, he was uh, he did a little promotion for a 12-week thing, and I was like, yep, I've got time for that. Okay, okay, now I feel bad now. No, it's just really annoying. I find it really... And maybe that's because I... Like, before before lockdown happened, I was a real gym-phobe. Yeah. Like, I, I rarely exercised, because I was always... Like, I had a day job, and then I had gigs and stuff, and I was always like, working in restaurants and stuff. You're always on your feet. Yep. So I didn't really feel like exercising like I mean obviously I probably needed to do it but I didn't feel like it was like a real issue and I never wanted to pay for a gym but then since lockdown happened obviously you have to actually I realized once my jeans stopped fitting I needed to actually kind of do those 10,000 steps are needed exactly but I kind of just want to do it on my own do you know what I mean I don't need to see every time I go online somebody being like I run 5k (laughs) Do you know? Or like... I've have, done it. I'm not sorry to tell you. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Cause it it's just perf- personal preference. It's personal preference. And it, and I, I, I do agree with you because then I'll be the one the next day going, that same person keeps saying that they're going out of run. Yeah. And I'll be like, the next... Two days later, I did a 7K and I was like, yeah, I got to, I got to 7K today. Are you on Strava? I was, but it, it does my nut in, so I deleted it. So I just. I was used... going to say because that's like Facebook for the fit, isn't it? So you could just do it all on there, and then. Yeah. But the thing is, you can say that about me posting songs. You know, like I get it; it's personal preference. 
I'm not really talking about that. More I'm talking about, you Pyramid know, schemes. kind of like influence. Influences. <laughs> and influences. You know, yeah. just like the constant. Yeah. Just tried this supplement today and it's really nice. Swipe up. Do you know? It's just. Yeah. And that, especially it, during this when everyone's lost their jobs. All of yeah, the it, like, influences. I, obviously, stuff, it's, so. I, I get that people needs must, but there's a, a lot of ha- a lot has happened through this time about random messages from people you don't know just saying hey um you seem like a really cool person i like your profile you want to know such and such about um my products Arbon. <laughs> well not not even just Arbon. like there's there's lots more now people are now selling holiday people are selling holidays now um i mean each your own I'm not slagging anybody off but if i don't know you and you're messaging me or you're somebody that i haven't seen from school for more than 10 years and you're messaging me saying hey yeah um i would um uh, would i I'd like, like to, to grab a coffee <laughs> would you like to grab a coffee or no no it wasn't even that like because obviously we couldn't but um would you like to know about my products and i said no i'm okay thanks how would you feel about making a bit of money no i'm quite <laughs> i lied and said i'm quite busy at this moment in time <laughs> And then they do that really annoying thing. Okay, well, if you know MD who wants to make two hundred to two thousand pounds a month, let me know. And I'm like, fuck off. There's no chance that you're making no. two grand a month messaging people over Instagram direct or whatever. You it's want a to lot of work as well. Sure, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, for not much rewards. Like, no, I, go go the people who are doing well from it. Absolutely, but if you don't know me and you're messaging me, then I'm sorry, but no. Yeah. Unless it's like a gig or something or, you know, performance related, great. But if you're asking me to sell like coffee that makes you poo yourself to make you skinny. That's it. I'm out. That's one of them. Great. It is, isn't it? Well, next bit is Chatterbox. Chatterbox. Abby, what is your vent? Pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes. Joking, it's not really. Um. Okay, so I was... I feel like we can carry this conversation on a little bit. I wanted to moan about... I mean, it's not just a problem for me. It's a nationwide problem. It's a global problem. Yeah. Um, not having any income. Yeah. That's a good... That is, that's a good one. I feel really stressed about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, what I found really difficult about the whole events in 2020 is not having a purpose like it's all very well like doing your thing at home like being creative and all that kind of stuff great but I really miss waking up on a Monday morning and somebody expecting me to be somewhere mm. there's no I, like oh where's Abby she's late yeah. no one cares agreed and then yeah there was a point when there was multiple points <laughs> through it all this but there was I remember like the point where it was getting to where it was fun. I thought it was kind of fun to start with, but I, I would still make sure I tried to get up in the morning and, and set my laptop up like I was doing yeah. something and have coffees galore and search and stuff and whatever, blah, 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 and what am I going to do yeah. today and making lists. And then it got to a point like, yeah, I miss being tired and getting up and doing something that, never mind just being paid for it, which is always a plus, but also like, yeah, some kind of, structure purpose. yeah purpose i'm the same this is like avenue q q song q song <laughs> i was the same though like at the beginning I, I went through dips as well but at the beginning i was like i've kind of gone back to doing it now because i have a little bit more like life's kind of getting a little bit more busier which is good yeah um but at the beginning i was like set myself like 10 to 11 french yeah. 11 to 12 writing you know and I actually stuck to it, but I think we were all in a sense of denial that this was just going to go away. And it was like having a few weeks off. Mm-hmm. And then like two weeks ago, I think I was at my lowest. I was really like not in a good way. I was just sat at home every day. I didn't even want to go out, you know, because it was just like impending doom of what was going to happen in the future. What was not going to happen? Where am I going to get? Because I was made redundant. Um from like this month yeah. so that was kind of my the restaurant job was like my last kind of little glimmer of hope yeah that i was going to be able to go back to it and then they were like you're fired i was like yay do you know so yeah. once that's over i was like okay now i'm actually fucked like yeah. i i don't know what i'm gonna do so i tried to apply for jobs but 
I literally had to tell myself this week, I was like, you have to try and like be positive and just like do things every day and try not to worry too much about what's going to happen because, hey, Rishi, give me your money. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Rishi. Help, Come on, Rishi, hand it out. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. One of Did... my friends does that every time he buys a pint. He goes, thanks, Rishi. <laughs> thanks, Rishi. <laughs> Yeah, because this help out to help out, what is it, eat out to help out? Yeah. Which is happening. I mean, that's 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 one way of looking, one way of doing it, Rishi, but you yeah. could just, you could just. Give us some money. Give us some money. And we and then we'll spend it. How we want. How we want. Not going yeah, to Nando's. Just, no, it's just stressful, isn't it? And it's like, you just don't know. The thing is, there's so many people in our situation, millions and millions and millions yeah. of people who don't have any work. But it's just that sense of like having literally nowhere to be. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know about you, but hangovers for me have got ten times worse during quarantine as well. Thanks, Rishi. <laughs> thanks, Rishi. Thanks, Rishi. But Uber Eats, McDonald's. Thanks, Rishi. <laughs> that's it. That should be the new hashtag. Thanks, Rishi. Like just for everything that's when anything is like. Every time you make a purchase. Yeah. Thanks, Rishi. Thanks, Rishi. <laughs> thanks for dropping the VAT. <laughs> I'm also worried about tax return. Like we've got to do that, don't we? What after this year? Yeah, no, like for 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 January. That's just passed. No, next January. Oh, for, yeah. I... Oh, sorry. For like nineteen to twenty, have you done it already? Yeah, sorry, I did it. <laughs> I th- yeah, I thought I'd be that guy and just like, do you know what? I've got the time. <laughs> I'll do it. Did you do it during lockdown? Yeah. Oh my god, I feel and, so guilty my, now. I was supposed to. Thanks, theatre accounts. <laughs> I know, I need to send mine in. I'm trying to get a free one on Twitter. Give it to me. I'm Come poor. on, we've, re- we've retweeted it. We've sent a picture in. We've done it. Come on. I can't believe you've already done it. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's going to give me the impetus to do it. I need to get it done. Just means, but when, It just means when you do have work, then you're, you've done it and you don't need to worry about it because you'll be yeah. so busy working. And it also means that you've got longer to pay it off. That's it. Because ironically, I had like a successful year last year, and now you're gonna have to pay for it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay for it. <laughs> Great, it's all swings and roundabouts. It's all, isn't it? It's like, yeah, last year was really good, and I was like, hopefully, if I can keep this going, you know, it'll be fine. The money will be coming in; I can pay it off. And then now it's like, oh, no job. Great. Great. Okay, next section: chat in the hat. It's time for some chat in the hat. So uh, our lovely lots of listeners that we've already had have sent in a couple of questions. Just a few, just a, just a few, and this I think this is a great one. Would you rather fart after every serious conversation or burp after every kiss? Fart. Yeah, 100%. fart after every serious conversation. Farts don't really bother me, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm a, I, I'm very much as I've got I older farted. as well. I remember the day a few years ago that I learned how to like control the sound <laughs> what the pitch yeah <laughs> and it's all all with the lift of a leg it's can you do it now no i've not got one now sorry oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, yeah I, i'm all for a, i'm all for because you don't want to upset your stomach because if you keep them in you get an upset stomach that's true I hate burps. I absolutely despise burps. They actually make yeah. me feel sick. Yeah, the smell I, that's, of them. Yeah, I would rather. Yeah, I would rather someone farted next to me than a burp because I'm like, come on, you. There was no need for that, especially yeah. like the really ones that are just like. Well, when you're standing in a kitchen or you're st- or anywhere really, anywhere in <laughs> close proximity, never mind breathing on me at the moment. If you burp next to me, I'm like, yeah, Grace. Come on. Like I live with two blokes, so they're constantly. I mean, like, sometimes I do too, but, like, guys are naturally worse than women. I think that's something about, um, like, you live with your fiancé, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I've moved in with... My boyfriend moved in in, like, December, and I think that's something that kind of gets you more used to it as well because you can't help what you do when you sleep. Yeah. So sometimes, like, I'll wake up and I'll be like oh my God, like, was that him or me? Do you know? <laughs> but now you're sharing your life with somebody else. You're That's sharing it. your personal space. There's really no hiding, especially when you sleep. That's it. You need to stop running that tap when you go to the toilet. Like... <laughs> <laughs> or coughing every time you're around. That's it. Uh-huh. 
That oh my God, it. running the tap. Do you remember those days? Running the tap. Because you were flushing like embarrassed. Flushing the loo as you go. There you go. Why are they flushing the toilet five times? <laughs> Which no, makes like it more conspicuous door, as well. Door open. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd never touched um, Febreze until I got into a relationship. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was all for, oh, it's just what it is, isn't it? is what it is but now i'm like okay let's just be at least be a little bit gentlemanly yeah agrees no you do have to just wipe a candle on love a candle oh yeah i've started that thanks mum she does that and i was like oh i'm going to try that instead of a breeze and it just it does the job just as good i think i don't mind i don't mind it in front of my boyfriend and my best mate now for me it's if you go to somebody else's house i mean you can't make any more can you yeah just like if they've got like sometimes in london as well sometimes people have like older loos yeah and the flush just isn't okay or it takes too long to fill up and you're just kind of like waiting. sat in there waiting, sitting on the edge of the bath, just waiting for the system to give it another go. <laughs> that's a word, isn't it? System. Yeah, Obviously women don't poo, do they, or fart? So I don't know what I'm talking no, about, actually. Not at all. No. My, uh, my dad actually says, so my parents have been married for like 36 years and they're oh. like totally in love. And my dad says that, that <laughs> I don't know whether I should say this, uh, <laughs> my dad says that's the reason why they're still together is because he's never seen her on the toilet and he's never heard her fart. And to be fair, never, ever have I heard my mother break wind. I think that's... My dad says she's got Febreze coming out. That's yeah, I think that's a, gen- a, a generation thing because my... Because like, I'll joke and say, like, I've farted in front of Steph... And um, my mum said that she's, she, I think she said the same thing, actually. She says she's never done it. She said, if I did it, your father would leave me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what she said. I might be quoting that wrong, but she, she it's said... Either, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely, as we all get, it's a generational thing. <laughs> We're all like, Brr! Yeah. Stars. It's life, yeah. get over it. Yeah, God, I'm a strong, independent woman. I can fart whenever I want. Thank you. This is News Chat. This is News Chat. So we've already discussed how athletic we've been during lockdown. So someone's actually uh, looked this up and tested this out. If you bang your head against a wall for one hour, it burns 150 calories. Someone, right. tested, someone tested that. So a 45-minute walk with a dog is the same, right? But if yeah. you bang your head against a wall for an hour, which somebody has tested, it burns 150 calories. And I know when people wear these like smartwatches, like Apple watches and, and these whatever calorie counters, like how did someone test that? Also like brain aneurysm though. Like that's yeah, what for, I'd be worried about. For, for solid hour, a solid hour and how hard are you hitting your head? Like how do you burn one calorie? How do you work that out? What Moving? would you say one calorie... Yeah, but like, what is one calorie? That's what I ask every day. What is one calorie? If I eat (laughs) that, if I just have half of this, if I just eat half of this, how many, is that going to make me feel better about life? What is one calorie? Times 50. Times 100. Yeah. You're telling me I need to get no more than 1,800 calories in a day and 10,000 steps to make sure that you're doing it right. Okay. What is one? Also, celery makes you lose weight, apparently, doesn't it? So they've said, but I'm not going to start munching on celery. I love celery. Yeah, not by itself, though. Yeah, could eat really? it by itself. Not like dip it, uh, dip it in, hu- say, hummus, like I'm so... Like, yeah, good hummus and <laughs> celery. Hummus. What would be the saddest thing you would find out you were allergic to? Probably gluten. I just love bread. I love bread. Mm. Yeah, gluten, because gluten's in everything. What about you? What would you be sad about? I don't. Yeah, probably gluten because I've tried gluten-free, like f- stuff, and then it's not the same. It's also really expensive. I Free once got uh, I once got um, an old house that I lived in. I once got very drunk, um, and everyone was out. And one of the girls that I lived with was like gluten-free, and I yeah. went in her cupboard and ate like two packs of whatever she had and one of the packs was like six not even big bits of brownies but like six small to medium sized bits of gluten-free brownies yeah. so i went back the next day to buy what she had and it was like four pound fifty for these six small bits of gluten-free brownies where normally it may have been a pound or whatever if it was normal i was like i'm never doing that again no just just deal with the sore bellies you know that's it 
Great. And then the second piece of useless facts and things that I googled this week. Um, if Pinocchio says, my, no- my nose will grow now, it would cause a paradox. If you think about it, right? Pinocchio's nose would have to grow to make his statement not a lie. Yeah. But then it can't grow, otherwise the statement would not be a lie. I know. My brain there you just go. Exploded. It's so early for that. I know. Apologies, but that—that's. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. But where did you find that? I just. I said. Is it? it a, is it a fact though? Because Pinocchio's not real. Don't tell my ten-year-old self that. I loved Pinocchio. Really? Yeah, Pinocchio was one oh, of my faves. Stop! It's one of the worst. That no. weird wolf. I hate it. Is what it a wolf? When you wish upon us. St- oh, what? That's no. quite a song. I've got no strings to hold me down. That's it. Yeah, that, that's a bit weird, that bit. I remember that uh, the, the ride in um, Disneyland, the Pinocchio ride, was such a letdown. I never saw I never, didn't know there was one. Yeah, I mean, I went, it was when I was a little burn. Um, but yeah, I'm oh. not that mad fan of the old Pinocchio. Oh, that's sad. So just shout on your... Uh, you shout on my, my <laughs> little baby Adam. Great. <laughs> okay, last section of the podcast, Chat and Ball. Let's play Chat and Ball. Okay, so this is where we ask each other questions, so I'll let you, okay. you start off. Okay, I've actually written these down. So Great. Prepared. Okay, so um, Jeff Bezos, yep. Amazon extraordinaire, and fourteen billion pounds in th- uh, twenty-four hours this week, or about thirteen point eight. Have you ever earned close to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you imagine if I turned around and went, "Yes, I actually did um, uh, a couple of years ago." Um, I turned and. Uh, I mean, not, that was not... just a joke. That was just a joke question. My real question is. What's the worst paid job you've ever done? Worst paid job? Or for free? Uh, the first one that comes to my head, it might not be the worst, but it's the first one that came to my head, was a last minute hen party of 200 women. Um, I, it, was, it was one of these ones that was on Facebook. Someone said, does anybody know the songs to... <laughs> does anybody know the songs to Saturday Night Fever and Fame? I think it was. Um, and I lied and said, yeah, I know, like, most of them or whatever. Um, and it was that evening, so I had to turn up and do a rehearsal with the girl singer and the dancers. And I was, like, had my phone next to me reading the lyrics. And then it came to it, and it was just awful. It was Terrible. Two, 200 really drunk women, and we had to, like, sing in the middle of them and walk around them. And I was I didn't know the lyrics to half the song because I'd lied about it. Um, I was like very much groped, hey, me- very much groped many a many a many a time. The clothes that I decided to wear were way too tight. I remember the trousers digging into me while I was like sweating profusely, trying to remember the lyrics to songs that I said I knew. <laughs> and then the guy that was running it was an absolute douche. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna go with that. That was the first. That's one that a good one. To be fair, good yeah. answer. Thanks. Okay, what would be in the gag reel of your life now? <laughs> twenty twenty. The last six months. Do you want to hear my most? Emba- I can't believe I'm going to say this. Do you want to hear my most embarrassing story of my entire life? Go for it. So when I was like um, thirteen, I used to go camping with a friend and her um, her friend's family, her friend's dad, and um we'd been uh, we'd been uh we'd been surfing and then i um i accidentally like i came on you know the time of lady time of the month obviously at 13 yeah um quite early and quite young and uh, so i went to i was Mm -hmm. in a pub having lunch and i went into the toilets to sort myself out and again it was I think it was like maybe the first time I called my mum like crying being like I don't know what to do here I can't believe I'm a woman comedian talking about periods I've just realised it's so not on brand but anyway um, 
I, I went to the toilet and I had an, an always thing, right? And as I pulled, oh God, as I pulled my trousers up, the always like, um, you know, the bit that goes round it, <laughs> yeah. right? The, you know, it's got like the sticker. It stuck to the outside of my trousers, right? Oh, and I walked no. out of this pub at 13 years old and this man at the bar tapped me on the shoulder he was like excuse me you've got something and I looked around I literally had an always flapping like this from my back and I still to this day like every time I think about it I mean it's funny now but every time I think about it that was like oh my god what a moment it's like that's my that's probably my gag reel oh man I mean that's that's funny but at 13 that I, I would be like oh bless was, you that's mortified wow that's a good one that's a good one thanks that's a good one that would probably start it off when it's like if you started a gag reel of Abby's, Abby Carter Simpson's life and you're like, oh. and then like this young child just walks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so stressful. Right, do I ask you a question now again? Go for it. Okay. As an actor, yep. what is the worst feedback you've ever received? Apart from oh. that one you said about um, being said you're too big for. <laughs> <laughs> We've um, all heard that one. The worst feedback I ever had. Maybe he was right, maybe he was wrong, but he, the guy just turned around. It was one of my first kind of jobs, professional jobs, and he just went, I don't believe you. And, and it wasn't the most serious of, of productions. It was a yeah. music... I won't say what it was. It was one of these new musicals and whatever it was, and this director thought he was better than he actually was. And um, he just went, I don't believe you. And then he did this exercise with the rest of the cast where they had to like walk towards me and I walked towards them and then they walked away if they didn't believe me in X, Y, Z. And then it was like, I just felt, I was, I, I was traumatized. <laughs> I was just, and it was like, yeah, it was like a year after I graduated and this director said, I don't believe you. And, and walking away, like this walking away exercise with the rest of the cast. Oh my God. Do yeah. you ever think when people say that to you, like, I don't believe you, be like, it's called acting. Yeah. Do you not think? Like I, when I was at drama school, someone used to, we used to have, um, <laughs> we used to have a teacher who was like the Thunderbirds movie or something. I can't remember who it was. Um, but you see this exercise where um, we'd have to like, you know, when you have to like build your bedroom in the room. Did yeah. you ever do that? Mm -hmm. And he'd make us actually walk through the door of the studio into a bedroom. And I remember walking through the door and he's like, stop, you need to get back. I don't believe you. And I was like, no, but I've actually walked through a door there. Like that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't make believe. That was me just yeah. just doing that. No, that's terrible. Yeah. What a bastard, whoever that was. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen him since. <laughs> um, I actually I don't know if I can say this. I once told another director. He was really mean, like to like and and like for no reason, and he'd never directed before. And I turned round one day and said, um. You don't know. You know. You don't need to be a cunt to be a director. <laughs> what did he say? He went. I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm. I'm. I'm not. He went. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being. I was like, the way you're speaking to everyone is is astounding. We're doing oh, a comedy show. There you go. Next. Right. Next question. Is it you or me? Yeah, it's me. Oh. Uh, this is. A, this should be a nice little. Just a quick one. How do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? Disgusting. Don't do it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I'm not a fan, but I don't mind it. It's, it's, it's like a nice little sweet treat when it happens. I just don't see hot pineapple as a thing. Do you know? Yeah. I see. I know what pineapple you Pineapple should be like free. Like, I like fruit freezing cold. Like, if I have fruit, I have to have it in the fridge. It can't be yeah. like... I, I find people who eat an apple just like room temperature completely astounding. It has to be <laughs> like freezing cold for me to enjoy but it. So, putting pineapple on something hot for me is um is big just, no no. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, some people some people get mixed feelings. I just I I yeah I I wouldn't purposely put it. If somebody said, oh, "What do you want in your pizza?" I wouldn't say, "Yeah, go put it on." But if it was somebody if it was somebody else's pizza, and I was like, "Oh, I could go an extra slice of pizza," but it's got pineapple on it, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll oh yeah." Go. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if there was nothing else, I'd hundred percent eat it. I'm kind of like that. I'm not really fussy. Like, if there's really no other choice, I would yeah. be like. I hate Pizza. that. Yeah. But, you know. Great. Yeah. Your yeah. question? This is your, this is your last one. Yeah. 
During the events of 2020, have you seen any like weird personality changes? Have you felt like you've changed, like the way you do things, or anything like that? It's quite serious. Actually, and myself. <laughs> it's quite um, serious. No, it just be like. Have so I changed? Ex- have I changed? Have I changed? No, like for example, I've become really like. Um, I've started to become really uh, like into cleaning and like make being prepared. Like I never ever used to have like extra cleaning products and stuff in the house and then now it kind of looks like I've got my own corner shop in the cupboard do you know what I mean like just in case yeah so that's for me that's how I've changed what about you how have I changed I think there's there's maybe things I'm like where I'm I'm quite a I like to think of self as a quite a positive person yeah but there has been moments during this where where feelings have happened, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where no, there's like, so. there's, there's things happen, you're like, oh man. Uh, and then, like I downloaded Headspace. <laughs> Me too. I downloaded Headspace. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really just, enjoying it. Yeah, I'm just going to chill out and like listen to, listen to this. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I mean um, yeah. Yeah, maybe, uh, how, how, how would you, how would I word this? Maybe just listening because I'm quite not blasé about life, but I always say I'm a man of circumstance. What happens happens. What, yeah. what what's for you won't go past you. But when it comes to like sometimes, like I could deal, I can deal with really big things in life. But when it comes to the smallest of things, I get wound up, like the the yeah. cleanliness of something or the bin or whatever, right? But and then I'm I like, do, that's ridiculous yeah. that I'm getting stressed out about that. So it's like taking those like little things and 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 saying. Do you know what? It's all right. It's it's just it's just a it's just a, a an overfilled bin. Just take it out for the hundredth time that no one else has taken it out, and it's fine. Totally get you. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Every little thing. That was a good. That was a good. Right. That was a good. Like, that was a good question. Thanks. Uh, this is my last one. Slightly different. Ha! What are some of the nicknames you have for customers and or coworkers? Okay. Um, oh my god, so I had, before lockdown happened, my favourite customer who came in, um, she, have you seen Mars Attacks? Yeah, great film. You know, the alien woman? Yeah. The hair and everything? Yeah. I can't even explain to you, this woman walked through the door and I was like, she was probably about 70 and she had the hair, she had the lips, the way she was walking, everything. I was like... I kept running around the restaurant being like, have you seen Mars Attacks? Everyone was like, no. I was like, for fuck's sake, nobody knows what I'm talking about. This woman is literally like living. Where Tom Jones starts singing at the end. It's such a great (laughs) film. Such a good film. And I was like, I can't believe she's here. I love your work. Please be here. So that's that. Who else? Um, (laughs) I'd say there's like loads of people, like working in a restaurant and stuff, there's like loads. There used to be one guy who used to, um, he was like a really successful writer. But he's really old and he had this young assistant and they always used to come and sit um, and have lunch. And he was such a pervert mm. that he'd be like, every time I walk past me, like, oh, your legs look really nice today. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and I'd always be, i say some sarky comment. Um, but no one, none of the managers used to say anything because he used to spend a lot of money. So I don't know if I'm kind of like fend for myself oh. a bit. Um most of them just wankers. <laughs> I used to um, I one of my favorite things is a restaurant I used to work at. Um, I used to serve um Jonathan Dimbleby as porridge. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. He used to ask me how my career in comedy was going as I was giving him the porridge. I'd be like, it's going so well. <laughs> Having a great time. Blueberries again. So yeah. Great. Well, that was chat and ball. And that Yay! is the end of the podcast. Thank you very ah, much. Thanks for having me. I've had a ball. Great. Chat ball. Anything you want to brag about yourself, promote? Um, promote. You can follow me on the Insta. I'm slave to the gram at Abigail Simpson UK. <laughs> um, also, yeah. I present a radio show. So, Quarantine FM. Um, listen to it online, quarantinefm.ie. Um, I do the Good News Day show every Saturday. Um, and, yeah, that's it. If anyone's got any jobs going, I'm free. She's free. <laughs> and when the comedy circuit opens back up, she's going to be firing it out. Right, we hope so. But you never With know. her and a ukulele. Never ukulele. What everyone wants after lockdown. Great. Well, thanks very much. Yay. Thanks, pal.
Bye bye. Bye. And that was another belter of an episode of Watch the Chat. Thank you to our guest this week, Abigail Carter Simpson. Hope she did all right in a gig and didn't mess anything up. And she remembered how to, to tell a joke. Next week, we have another awesome, awesome person, Fred Gray. Another actor, director, comedian, writer. He's a man of many talents. You'll have seen him in the West End, in the UK. He's even been across the world performing. So, you know, we're getting all the big, the big, the big bucks on here. As always, look after yourselves, keep safe, keep sane, and we'll see you next week for another episode of What's the Chat? <laughs> <laughs>